Wonderful. Well, good morning. Almost midday, but it is such an honor and a privilege to be here today. Um, I have people back at home in South Africa. I come from a city called Port Elizabeth. Just to make you a little jealous, I live on the coast. I live 15 minutes from the beach, and uh, it really never, our, our temperatures really never go in, in centigrade under double digits. So, um, I mean, I'm in the heart of winter gear back in, in South Africa. So I live in a beautiful place uh, at the coast, and I have a church. I come from a church called the Storehouse Church, and um, I've been there since I was 17, which was only about three years ago. <laughs> no, actually, <laughs> it was a long time ago. And, uh, and uh, I've been there. I'm part of a family. I'm knitted in, and um, that church is praying for you today and, uh, and for this time for us together. Um, I just want to honor Paul and Minda, and just, they've just been such a sweet couple to know over the years, and they just do everything in excellence. There's such intentionality about what they do. Uh, they love Jesus, and they're prepared to do whatever He says, and that's just wonderful. So it's such an honor for me to be here uh, this morning, and um, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, they've hosted me in their home incredibly well. Uh, there is nothing I don't need. I think you gave up your room for me. Peter gave up his room for me, and uh, so I'm, I'm enjoying the comforts of home uh, while I'm here. And so for maybe for those of you that are wondering, who is this little chicken standing in front of me and what's she all about? I know it takes a, a good sort of a few minutes to suss somebody out, so I'm going to give you a moment. All the women are looking at what I'm wearing, and uh, so is that what they wear in South Africa? And... Um, all the men are wondering, hmm, this is interesting. Let's, let's check this out. So I'll give you a little few details about me, really important details um, that I'm sure you're all sitting asking yourself right now. Um, firstly, I'm not married, so there's no ring on the finger. I'm a single girl trotting the globe and uh, never have been married, but uh, still trusting God um, for that in my life and for children. I have no children, but I do have two fur babies. My little fur babies are gray and black, and uh, they're at home with Granny. Granny's looking after my fur babies. Those are cats, if you're wondering. And uh, it's not my, my fur coat. It's my two fur babies that Granny is looking after. I get a daily report as to how they're doing from Granny and exactly what they did throughout the day. So I'm not sure who's benefiting more, Granny or the cats. Um, and so I'm officially not a cat lady. Apparently, you're only a cat lady after you have three cats, or is it five? Okay, well, three, five cats. I only have two, so I'm still safe. Um, I'm not a cat lady. I'm just a single lady. And uh, um, yeah, just the, my journey in the prophetic, I actually am a midwife by profession. So for many years, I worked in a maternity unit and delivered babies and worked with neonates. Um, so I'm just drawn to little ones. And uh, so that's what I did for, for education. And uh, then the Lord called me into ministry probably about 14 years, 16 years ago, and uh, so that's what I've been doing with my life. Um, I do a lot of things in the local church, and this is just one of them, and uh, so it really is an honor to be here. I love America. Um, I love everything here. It's just bigger and better, and most things work, and uh, other than the heating, which I'm okay with because we don't have heating in South Africa, so we just get cold when it's cold. And uh, so it really is a joy to be here with you and to see what God is doing um, amongst you. And so you might wonder, what is it that I actually do? So Paul used all these wonderful words and commended me, etc. But what is the prophetic really about? And so I thought I'm just going to give you a really quick a sketch of that. And um, I know you think it's this wonderful, lofty, super spiritual, I should come in on a cloud 
and just hover. Um, but it really is just a gift that God has given to the church. So some people are gifted to preach. Some people are gifted to look after kids. Some people are gifted um, to, with youth or in music. Um, and the gift God gave me was the gift of the prophetic. And it's not really a gift for me. It's a gift for you. It's a gift for the church that God uses. And all I'm doing this morning and all I've done in preparation for coming here is try to hear what God is saying, and I'm just going to share that with you. So that's really the, the basics. If anyone tells you the prophetic's anything more than that, it's just puffing up. It's, we really are just discerning what it is that God's saying and being able to share that um, with others. And every one of you are able to hear the voice of God. So any one of you could actually prophesy, bring a word, bring an encouragement. And that's what I'm coming this morning to do. It says the prophetic comes to encourage, to edify, to build up, to comfort the church and bring momentum for, to move the church forward. And so I've done my best this morning uh, to hear God for you, for individuals, for where the church is going, and um, I submit that to the elders. And so the Bible says, don't just accept prophetic words. So if someone just says something to you and says, hey, I'm feeling God says this, the Bible actually says, don't just take it and believe it, actually test it. And I can't go into how to test a word, but for now, the words I'm going to bring this morning, the elders will take, they will test that, uh, sift it and say, yeah, we feel this is God not sure about this, and let's throw this one out completely. And so I submit whatever I'm bringing this morning uh, to, the, to your local elders um, and to you. And so I'm going to jump right in. And uh, I know sometimes people like to know where we're going. You know, it's like if you're just sitting here going, oh, my word, is this woman going to take three hours and just wax lyrical? No, I'm not. Um, I'm going to come and I'm going to just share with you what I felt for the church, first of all. Uh, some strategy that I felt for that around that for you, um, and then just going to trust the Holy Spirit to minister um, after that to maybe some of you individually. Are we okay? All right. I have a stomach that gets hungry really quickly, and so you are, you are safe to know you will get lunch this afternoon. I will not keep you hanging that long. All right, so the three words I felt for the church coming here before I arrived um, was restore, rebuild, and release. Those three words, restore, rebuild, and release. You as a church are here to restore, rebuild, and to release. You can remember that. Restore what was stolen, rebuild the kingdom, and release heaven. So if you're ever wondering, what on earth are we doing here? Are we just here to be oxygen thieves? We're just going to steal oxygen, do grocery shopping, watch a bit of Netflix, and then go and be with Jesus. That's actually really not our purpose yeah, and why God has put us here. It's to restore what was stolen, to rebuild the kingdom, and to release heaven. So I'm going to unpack that a little bit for you this morning. And so Joel 2, I felt the scripture, it says, I'm reading from the New King James. It says, so I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten. I will restore to you. I will restore to each of you. I will restore to this church. I will restore to the city what the locust has eaten, the crawling locust, the consuming locust, the chewing locust. And you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be put to shame. Then you shall know that I am in the midst of you. I am the Lord your God and there is no other my people shall never be put to shame. God is going to restore in this group of people, in those that God's going to add to you, those that are going to come through the door, those in this city he wants to restore 
what he is of the locust eating. And when they talk about the locust, it's what the enemy has stolen. The enemy has stolen and plundered the city. And God says, I'm coming to restore what the locust has eaten. And when I come and restore, I restore plentifully. And so I just felt that scripture for you. And another one, which I know is a scripture really dear to Paul and Minda's heart, which I think they carry and feel they carry over their life. I'm reading from the message, Isaiah 58 verse 12. I'll give you a full life in the emptiest of places, firm muscles, strong bones. You'll be like a well-watered garden, a gurgling spring that never runs dry. You'll use the old rubble of past lives to build anew. Rebuild the foundations from out of your past. You'll be known as those who can fix anything. Restore old ruins, rebuild and renovate. Make the community livable again. That is a promise over you. That is the word of God over you. That is a, a mandate and a mission that God is releasing over you as a church to restore, to rebuild, and to release in the place God has put you. And so that's wonderful, but how do you do that? And I just felt one key uh, for you over this time, and it's definitely not all the keys. God's going to give you keys as you build over, over weeks and months and years. But I felt one key specifically for you that God is highlighting in this season it comes from John 3, verse 8. It's from the New Living Translation. It says, But the Son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. Jesus came to destroy the works of the enemy. Jesus came to destroy the works of the enemy. How are you going to restore, rebuild, and release? By destroying the works of the enemy. The enemy has been plundering. I felt like there's been a plundering of the enemy amongst people, amongst lives, amongst families in the city. And he says, I'm coming where the enemy has been, been rampaging um, and looting people's lives and cities' lives. I'm coming to restore. I'm coming to rebuild and I'm coming to release heaven in this place. And he's going to do that by destroying, reversing the curse of the enemy over the city reversing the curse of the enemy over your lives, reversing the curse of the enemy over families, over children, over communities. This church is going to reverse the curse. And I saw three pictures for you. The first is of a gate, the second is of a sword, and the third is of a bridge. And I'd love you to put that picture up for me if you can. There's a scripture... Um, there's a scripture in Acts 3, and I think many of you might know the story. There's a crippled beggar sitting at the gate, and it's called the Gate Beautiful. So you can imagine that being the Gate Beautiful. And there's a cripple sitting at that gate. And the cripple signifies the crippledness of society, the crippledness, the crippledness of mankind, the crippledness of a town, the crippledness of a nation. It speaks about how the enemy has come and crippled us. And then he says, um, Peter comes and he says, then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple, who used to be bound by the enemy, who used to live under the curse of the enemy, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened. You are a gate, 
And as people come and they sit at your gate, you're going to say, sometimes we don't have silver, we don't have gold, but that which we have, and I'm going to speak about what we have, that which we have, I'm going to, we're going to give you. And in the name of Jesus, get up and walk. And you are going to see crippled hearts, crippled lives, crippled families, a crippled city, get up and walk. And so when you say, well, what is a work of the enemy? Everything that is not in heaven is a work of the enemy. So you want to know what heaven looks like? Heaven looks like the left side. Jesus, health, hope, love, peace, joy, life, sacrifice, work, faith, fruitfulness, purity, intimacy. That is what heaven releases. That's when, when I say let's release heaven, this is what you call to release in the city. You call to release hope. You call to release health and joy and healing and fruitfulness and faith over a city. And as people come and sit at the gate of Jesus, as they come and sit at the gate of Border City Church, you say, we're going to pull you out of this side of the gate, which is the work of the enemy. The work of the enemy is sickness and despair and hate and fear and anxiety and depression and death and selflessness, laziness, doubt, barrenness, sin, animosity. Can you identify some of those things in your life or in the city, people you know, families' lives? And God says, I'm going to destroy the works of the enemy. And we as a church are going to take them through that gate into health and hope and love and peace and joy. And so as a church, you are, go, you are called to be a gate. You are called to be the gate beautiful in Detroit. You are called to be a gate beautiful in your community and, your, in, and in, your, um, in your suburb and wherever it is that God has you. You're going to release heaven. You say, we're going to crush the work of Satan under our feet and we are going to release heaven. We are going to destroy the works of the enemy. Another picture he gave me for you was a sword. And I'm going to give you a little strategy later about the sword. But on the one side of the sword, I saw the word love. And on the other side of the sword, I saw the word authority. And I felt like you are going to be able to wield a sword and cut off giants' heads. What are giants? Giants of poverty. Giants of depression. Giants of sickness. You're going to be able to take that enemy's head off with a sword of love and authority. And I felt for you as a, as a church that you are going to love this community. You are going to love this city so well. And I, I felt like you're going to love in very practical ways. You know, sometimes we can just say, hey, we just love everyone. But actually, love in action is what destroys the work of the enemy. And I felt for you as a church that there are going to be practical projects and initiatives through relationships, through, through doors, through people that will influence this city, that will influence this community. I felt like God is going to connect you and open doors to influential people in the city that are going to open doors for you to be able to build into the infrastructure of rebuilding. There are those of you that are sitting here in areas and places of influence in your life where God says, I'm going to open a door. I'm not going to always just open a door to Paul and Minda. I'm going to open a door to you. And he says, as you do that, it's going to be an open door where you can go in. I feel in this community and that there is going to be, you're going to get involved at infrastructure level of the city. And you're going to be able to come and release heaven through love. Through saying, we love the city. We love these people. We love these kids in the school. We love these elderly people, we love whoever it is God has called you and saying, I'm going to give you an opening that you can make a difference in practical, practical ways. You will be known in the city that is a, that a, that is a church that is involved in grassroots and infrastructure. 
They're going to say, how can a group of people make so much difference? Through the power of love. Powerful people meet and draw alongside. I felt that there is authority that is going to be released through this church on the other side of that sword is you're going to come in love in very practical ways. But I felt that an authority is going to be released to you where the door is open. You're going to come and release authority over the works of the enemy. Sickness is going to go. Depression is going to go. Poverty is going to go. Crime is going to go as you come and you crush Satan by the gifts of the power of the Spirit that God has given you. I felt as a church that you are going to be equipped to use the sword of power and authority. You're going to, be, you're going to use that sword to take off the giant's head. And I felt like there's just, even in, as I submit this to the guys, there's going to be times where you're going to be trained just like an, a, a soldier goes to, to, to boot camp to learn how to use his weapon, that you as a church are going to learn how to use the weapons of the gifts of the Spirit. Because he says you're not only going to love practically, but when you're loving practically, <laughs> you're going to wield that sword of authority. And you're going to be coming alongside people. And you're going to say sickness is not okay. Depression is not okay. Poverty is not okay. Not on our watch. Not in this city at this time. And we are going to come and we are going to take the enemy's head off. You are going to learn to wield a sword of love and authority in this place. I felt like something of wielding that sword of authority was releasing prayers of authority over this place. And I don't know how your prayer meeting runs now, and I'm not prescribing, but I had a picture of you meeting in different places around the city and actually proclaiming the Word of God with authority over places. And you're going to see things starting to shift, and places that are going to open to you, and neighborhoods and communities that are going to open to you as you come and you stand in authority, and you pray prayers, and you declare prayers of authority over this place. And uh, I just want to prophesy, she's, oh, Nita's standing right there. Nita, I just want to prophesy over you, and I just felt that as, um, when I spoke about prayer, I just saw your face come up, and I felt like the Lord says He has given you um, a gift and a spirit, and that in, your, that in the corridors of hell, your name is known. Because when you start to pray, things start to move. And I felt like the Lord said that as you pray around the city, as you pray in your closet and you pray in your room and you pray on the streets, He says you have power to shift. You have power to move things. There's an anointing upon your life that, that, carries, that carries authority. And I feel like there's just something strategic about who you are and what you carry that is going to shift things um, in prayer and intercession in this place. And I felt like there's even going to be some little crazy prophetic things you're going to do around the city um, that's just going to unlock things. And it's not for weirdness sake but it's going to be under the prompting of the Holy Spirit. And I, I just feel like you're going to be a spearhead of prayer into the city. Um, and you are going to pray and things are going to move. And the, and the enemy is going to tremble because he's going to say, our head is coming off in this area because there's one who knows who she is. And she prays with faith and she prays with authority and things are going to move. And so I just felt like there was just a, a mandate and a mission for you in that area um, right now. So I just released that to you. And so you're going to be a, a church that, pr that prays. So you're going to be a gate. You're going to be a sword. And lastly, I felt you're going to be a bridge. And I know you've got a bridge quite close. That, And I just felt that there's going to be a bridging between old and new. There's going to be a bridging between cultures. There's going to be a bridging between sacred and secular. And there's going to be a bridging between Jesus and man. 
You are going to be a bridge that is going to be able to take people over to the other side. You are going to be a bridge that can take them from the works of the enemy into the, and, and, and release heaven over them and freedom over them as a church. There's going to be a bridge. And the, and the gentleman sitting at the back with a beard, um, I just felt like when I, 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 as I said this word bridge, I felt like God says, I've called you to be a bridge. I've called you to be a bridge between the secular and the sacred. Uh, the secular and the sacred. Um, he's, I feel like he's positioned you really well, and he's positioned you in a place where you are going to bridge very easily between the secular and sacred. He says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to release. I've given you gifts and talents that are going to display the kingdom to others where they're going to say, I've seen other people do what you do, but there's something on what you do that other people don't carry. They're not even going to know what it is, and I just feel like that, I'm, I'm not sure if you're in business or what you do, but I just felt like there are, um, that there are going to be divine contracts that are going give, to be given to you where there are people that are probably more qualified or have more credentials or whatever, but God says, I'm going to give you the foot in the door because I've called you to be a bridge. And there's an anointing on what you do. And people are going to recognize that anointing, and it's going to be a door to influence people that many other people can't influence, many people that can't actually connect. Um, does that make sense to you? And so I just feel like God says, just get ready because there's some surprises that he has for you. And uh, I just, I'm not sure if you're someone that, um, I see you daydreaming or sitting and thinking and your head sort of goes to all sorts of spaces. And um, I just felt like the Lord says that that daydreaming is actually the Holy Spirit dropping ideas into your mind. And I feel like, like even in the night hour, God's going to come and just release some things to you that you're going to go, that must be God because I couldn't have come up with that on my own. <laughs> and at strategic times, God's going to release that um, in and through you. And uh, God's called you to be a bridge, as he's called this church to be a bridge. Um, and you're going to bridge so well. And I feel like there is, um, there's, uh, um, I don't want to go there too quickly, but um, I feel like this church is going to reach a spectrum. Um, I feel like there's not just one demographic, one group, one class, one, but God is going to call you to reach a spectrum of people. There's going to be a melting pot of people that collect in this family. There's going to be a melting pot of rich and poor, um, business and housewives, um, really just a melting pot and a spectrum of people. And I feel like you, you have a bridge to a spectrum of people um, and it's a new spectrum of people. I feel like they're not even living right here right now, but they're going to come in. And as they come in, it's like you're going to bridge them and say, you are you new in the city. You knew. And I, I just feel like there's this bridge between uh, with new people uh, that are coming into the city. Um, and I feel like God is bringing powerful people, investments, and business back. And I felt that Proverbs 13 verse 22, it says that the wealth of the nations will be released to you that the wealth of the wicked will be released to you. You will have access to the wealth of that which God is bringing to this place and to this city. All right, so just stop me if I'm, I'm just going to go until we don't have any more. Uh, it says, sinner's wealth, that which is stored up, will be passed to the godly. Right at the back with the beard. Way back. Was that, did you know it was you? Good. <laughs> well, hopefully it would have made sense to you. And, uh, all right. 
So these are just things I've been seeing. A gate, a sword, and a bridge. And I felt something of that bridge was for you, Paul. And uh, I know that you're working with sort of, uh, you know, business and, and leading the church at the moment. And I know sometimes you think, oh, I'd love to just be able to lead. But I felt like God said to me that you have been placed strategically to do what you're doing right now in real estate for a reason. And I feel like God says there's some important people that need to come over that bridge, that if you weren't there to bridge the gap, they would never come into the kingdom. They'd never come and be a part of what he is um, doing here. And so we, where you are right now in business is exactly where God wants you, that there are connections in the business arena. I felt like, um, I don't know if this is even what you, and I, did, I think I asked you in the car for this reason, I felt like God's going to open a door into commercial property for you and uh, that there's going to be some commercial deals. Um, and it's almost like going to be like it's not an intentional look-for thing, but the commercial thing's just going to open to you. Um, and I feel like there's some people that you need to meet because they're going to be moving into those spaces. And so you think you're just renting commercial space or selling commercial space. And God says, no, I'm just connecting you to the people that are, that are moving. And it's going to give you access to people that you haven't had before. Um, I felt like your opinion is going to be sought. And I feel like there's different people in the life of this church um, including you guys, that are going to be asked to, um, I don't really even know how this works here, but you are going to be asked to bring your opinion, your skill, your, um, what it is that you carry um, onto various boards and um, committees in business. Um, I felt like influence specifically in education, in family and business. I felt like those three areas that God um, is going to open doors for you to be able to speak into um, and bring uh, the kingdom into. I'm going to move on quickly. Um, facility, I felt like, I know this is the facility that you have, and I'm not giving a timeline to this by any means, but I felt there's this facility that God has for you, and I feel like even something of what you're going to do with commercial space is going to be a door to this. Um, that there is a space that God is going to release to you that is going to be able to run through the week. It's not going to be an, uh, a facility you have access to only on a Sunday, and it's got something of reaching that, loving the community and reaching out to the community. Um, and I felt like you are going to be able to um, facilitate groups with single moms. There's going to be aftercare running, uh, aftercare programs running. There's going to be parenting and marriage advice and counseling and there's going to be business mentoring that's going to happen in that space. And so God is going to, you know when I'm saying this, you think, yeah, I wonder who's going to do that. Actually, you're going to do it. <laughs> God's opening those spaces for you and those that are going to be added where you're going to be able to reach people and love them. Um, and God's going to release a space to you to be able to do that, um, that you can set up. And it's going to be sort of like a running uh, through the week. And um, wonderful. Awesome. This, this gentleman and lady sitting here, okay, so it's, it's now the guy with the beard with not the gray, not the gray head beard. <laughs> the, um, what's your name? Erin and Liz. Are you married? Okay. Um, I just, when I looked at you and I look back today, um, we were worshiping and I, I sort of looked around and I saw you um, and I just saw color all over you. Um, in terms of just there is such a wealth of creativity and ideas that God has put in you um, that he's saying it's for such a time as this. 
And I feel like there's favor coming upon the very natural things that you, just ca- you think you just carry naturally. It's like, well, this is just who we are. It's nothing special. And God says, no, actually, there's something super special upon your life. And he says, I'm coming to blow favor um, upon your lives. Um, and I'm not sure if you work individually or you work together or you work in a similar, but I just saw creativity, creativity, creativity. And I don't know if you work for somebody or for yourself, but I do believe that you may be even going to start something um, of your own um, that has been a dream of yours for a long time. I'm not sure if it's for both of you or for one, but there's a dream that's been inside of your, your heart, and you've said, God, sometimes it just feels like we're running on a treadmill, you know, just getting things done. And he says, I'm releasing you into a space where you're going to be able to release the creative gifts I've placed inside of you. And um, I just see incredible favor in that area. And uh, I just believe that people are going to see what it is you create or design, and they're going to look at that and just say, wow, there, there is something about this couple. And uh, you're just going to get crazy favor from people. And uh, I feel like God is just setting you up for success. And uh, I feel like you've maybe been around the mountain a couple of times, and you've just said, hey, God, this is getting old. <laughs> Could we break out of this? And I just feel like God's saying, I'm opening, I'm opening heaven. I'm opening doors. I'm opening the, 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 like I see a skylight, and just the skylight being opened, and just um, the light of God coming down upon you. And uh, yeah, I just, I just, there's such an anointing upon both of you, and um, it's different. And I feel like God says, I've not created you to put you in a box. I've created you so that you can fly. I've created you so that you can give expression to what it is that he's put inside of you. And I feel like sometimes you've always felt like maybe we don't fit, like this just feels a little uncomfortable. Um, And God says, it's because I've made you unique. And there's no one else like you. You, No one carries your fingerprint. Um, And it's time to release the very reason God created you, the very reason he put you upon this planet. Um, and I feel like what it is you do is not only going to be known in this city, but actually outside of the city as well. That um, I'm not sure if it's, I'm not really sure what you do, but I just feel like there's something of, of what's coming in the future where it will actually give you a multi-city effect and not just a one-city um, fingerprint, if that makes um, any sense to you. Wonderful. All right. Are you guys still there? Yeah. Wonderful. See, so this is not like floating in on a cloud and puffing up smoke. We just, we say what God gives us. And uh, I'm going to have a lot more I could say, but I'm just feeling a little bit of an anointing to prophesy right now. So um, there's a lovely young girl sitting at the back. Are you playing on your phone? You've got pink glasses on. What's your name, sweetheart? Lysiah? Nesaya, is she yours? Okay, because I had a word for you too. And um, I just felt you are such a mom. You are, and you you don't even just mother your own kids, you just mother everyone else's kids that are around as well. It's like there's always room for one more. And uh, I I just feel like you live a life of such sacrifice. And uh, I feel like God says, I see you, and I see all that you have given up. I see all that you lay down. I see all that you have done. And I just feel like the encouragement of heaven over your life. And I feel like God says that what you've been through and the road that you have walked has not just been for suffering's sake. It hasn't just been, well, this has been my lot. 
He says, I'm going to use what the enemy meant for your destruction, and I'm going to turn it around and have vengeance on the enemy. And I see you, um, what's your name? Grace. Wow, what a prophetic name. And uh, Grace, I just see you, you coming in and lifting up and changing situations. That you, you're one that's going to go in. That scripture that I says that, that, that scripture that I felt that um, you can fix anything, I feel like you're you a lady that can make a plan. You might only have this much, but you make a plan with that much, and God adds. And it's like, I just feel like God says you are going to, you are, you're a changer. You bring change wherever you go. And I feel like God says it's time to take vengeance on the enemy. And what he meant for your destruction, you're going to turn for the Lord's good. And I feel like God is going to, there's some ideas and some initiatives that you've been feeling in your heart. And I feel like God says it's time to release those things. It's time to start dreaming about the possibility of them happening. And I feel like God is going to release to you a resource in people as well as finance that you're going, I don't want this just for myself. I want to use this to, to make a difference for others. Because God says, I've put a gift of leadership upon your life as well. And he says, as you, you can gather, you can, you can lead, and you can bring change into an environment. And uh, I just feel like God says, I've called you as part of that sword that's going to love the enemy right out of places and right out of people. You're going you're gonna to bring love and change um, into environments and into communities. And, I've, and I see you setting up something. There's like a... Um, I don't know what it is, but there's like a project you're going to set up, um, and you're going to run that, you're going to train people, and you're going to release them to do the same thing. And uh, there's just the grace, the grace of God is upon your life. And, um, and I feel like your knees have got uh, calluses on, because <laughs> I feel like you're a praying woman. And many times you've, you've been in a place where you've just gone, well, God, I don't know where else. And God comes through. And um, for your daughter, I just felt like this, she has an incredibly... Um, God says, I'm going to do something in the wiring of her brain um, that is going to allow her to, um, to go into fields of study. Um, and he is, going to, he is going to do a miracle in and through her. And her life is going to be completely changed. And her future is going to be completely, and her destiny is going to change because of what he, I don't know if it's, I, I don't know how to explain it. I just saw him putting his hand literally on her head and moving something around in her brain. Um, and it's all, all of a sudden, she's just going to see things. There's a brightness and a sharpness that's going to come to her. And I feel like God says, I'm going to make a way for her to study um, and to be able to be an influencer in the area that God calls her into. And uh, so I just want to release that over her. Wonderful. Are we still okay? All right. And so destroying the works of the enemy, how do we do that? And I felt like you're a church. I said to, to um, Rodney and, the, you know, these people. <laughs> I'm at a loss for words. Um, that this church is called to fight. This church is called to fight. And I want to say we can't destroy the works of the enemy unless we come to the realization that we are in a war zone, that we are living in a war zone. We're not just waking up and making it through until Jesus comes. We are living in a war zone. And we need to know that the enemy is prowling around, looking to take families out, looking to take people out, looking to take cities out, He's wanting to release poverty and crime and sickness and depression and suicide. 
We are in a war zone. And you need to know every morning the enemy is looking how he can take you out, how he can take this church out, how he can take this city out. And we need to know that we're in a war. We need to know how to fight. We need to know how to take back that which has been stolen. The reason the Son of God came was to destroy the devil's work. And we need to partner with Jesus to destroy the works of the enemy. And I've shared about those two swords, the one of love and the one of authority. And I want to say our driving motivation, our driving force is to love. Because if we don't love something, we won't have authority. So if I don't love someone that's battling, someone that's poor, someone that's addicted, someone that's abusive, someone that's a criminal, someone that is, that is in power, that is using their power and pushing people down. If I can't love them, I don't have the authority to address the enemy there. And so our motivation is love. We come with that sword and we say, that one sword of love is to love. I see the one. It says Jesus always stopped for the one. And part of us changing things, part of us destroying the works of the enemy is to say we love the city. We love the people in the city. We love every person in the city, every shape, every color, every size, every bank account balance person. We love them. And that is our motivating force. And can I say, when love motivates you, love sustains you. Because can I say, when you're in an army and you're at war, it's tiring. Day after day, day after day fighting, day after day getting up, seeing the same cycle, seeing the same things happening over and over again. But when we love, when we love those God has put in front of us, put in our cities, it sustains us in the long term to keep going, to keep sacrificing, to keep giving, to keep being generous, keep giving our time, keep giving our resource, going after. We go and pray, and we stand in the cold, and we declare that Jesus reigns over this place. That's what motivates us. What motivates us is a common hate for the enemy and a common love for people. It's about people being loved and set free by the love of God. It's about seeing the one and experiencing the love of God for them and wanting to see them free, whole, and in correct relationship with Jesus. It's unconditional love and acceptance of God's people. Love breaks open the way for God to move and manifest. And so, yes, we have the other side of the sword, we have the power and the authority, and we have the gifts. But if it doesn't come in love, it's a blunt sword. And I want to encourage you as a church, you destroy the works of the enemy by loving the ones that the enemy has come to destroy. There is no one too unlovely. There is no one too powerful that intimidates you. There is no situation that, that is beyond the love of God. And we come in and on, a, on, a, on a foundation of love, and we destroy the works of the enemy by loving those. And then God gives us authority because we love. Do we look with eyes and hearts of judgment or with hearts of compassion and love? It's not about just getting the gifts right and, you know, you know waving our sword and doing all the, 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 the powerful things. 
It's about loving people into freedom. It's loving people that are sick into healing, loving people that are depressed into joy, loving people that are in sin into purity and wholeness. Love is the foundation. I'm just going to move along quickly. Love sustains us. And then the other side of that sword was authority. We cannot destroy the works of the enemy without authority. The power and the authority. And I just felt to touch on something here quickly, and then we'll do some ministry and land the meeting. I'm so, I'm so grateful that Paul mentioned that scripture this morning about Genesis in the garden when the snake came and he tempted Eve and he brought doubt. And in that moment, it says when Eve, so it says all power and all authority was given to Adam and Eve. And it says subdue and rule. So they could subdue and rule, basically saying you are in charge. And let me say we are in charge. As God's people, as, as people of the kingdom, we rule and reign where God has put us. We come to subdue, subdue and destroy the works of the enemy where he's put us. We say no to poverty. We say no to crime. We say no to sin. We say no to homelessness. We say no, no to, to illness and disease. That's what God's mandate is to us, to push down, to subdue and bring the rule and reign of Christ in our communities. But what happened in the garden? It says that they were given the keys of the kingdom. They had it. They had the authority to subdue the enemy. But it says when Eve ate that apple, and, and, and Adam and Eve sort of tried to cover it up, and there was a whole lot of lying and conniving going on, it says that those keys were lost, and it was, it was given to the enemy. And so he had a legal right to come in and to plunder. But God wasn't taken by surprise. It's like, oh my word, never saw that one coming. It says, he said, I had another plan. And his name was Jesus. And it says when Jesus died on the cross, in those three days, he went down into the belly of the earth. He went down into hell. And what does it say he did in hell? He took the keys back. He took the keys back. He took back healing. He took back that which was lost. And then it says he came to earth. And what did he do? In Matthew 28, he says, I came and I gave you the keys. I gave you the keys of power and authority to subdue and destroy the works of the enemy where, he, where he's put you. And so we carry authority on us. We carry the power and authority that Jesus died and he went and fetched for us in the belly of the earth and he won it back for us. And we have been given that authority over the enemy. And so can I say to you, we don't come, we are not fighting, we are not fighting the enemy. Jesus already has overcome. Amen. Jesus won every, Jesus destroyed sickness, despair, hate, fear, anxiety, depression, death. He, it was on the cross, it's done. And so when we stand and pray, we don't stand and say, oh, Jesus, please come. Oh, okay, can you, can you take? No, he's already taken it out. Yeah. We just come and we enforce it. 
We just come and we say, we're going to see a manifestation of health. We're going to see a manifestation of wealth. We're going to see a manifestation of, of, of freedom over people's lives. And so it changes the way we pray. All we're doing is we're coming in agreement with what God has already said and what He's already done over our lives. How does the enemy gain ground in our life and in our city? The only way he can gain ground in our life, in our city, in families, is where we come into agreement with what the enemy says and we, we don't partner with what God has said. He legally then has the right to come in. And so I live in a country that has been ravaged by pretty much everything. We've had racism on massive scales. We've had economic downturn. We have crime at levels that many other countries uh, don't even know. And can I say, in that moment, the enemy wants to come in and he wants to bring fear. He wants us to live in fear. He wants us to live in a sense of, oh, what, what if and what about this? And right in that moment where we stand and we could say, I'm going to allow fear to come. I come in part, if I come and I partner with that, with the lies of the enemy, the enemy comes and says, yeah, you're not safe. You should maybe go and live in another country. You, know, you need to be suspicious of people. Don't go out. Don't do, there's things that the enemy comes and he speaks over and over our lives as South Africans, wanting us to live in fear. But in that moment, I can either agree with the enemy or I can agree with the word of God. And I destroy the works of the enemy. And one of the works of the enemy is to keep us in fear, keep us in bondage. And I say, no, I will not, I'm not going to partner with that. And how do I destroy the works of the enemy? By not giving that thought authority. Because as soon as I give it authority, it has a legal right to come and take residence in my life. I think we share in our cities that we live in and our countries very real poverty. And so the enemy comes and he says, there's never going to be enough. Things will never change. You'll never get out of where you are. Things will, things will never turn around. The enemy keeps us in this place of, of believing that we will always be in lack. And so what happens when I partner with that? I give it authority and it becomes a stronghold in my life. But when I say I will not partner with the lies of the enemy, because Jesus died so that poverty could be destroyed. Because Jesus died so that I can live in the blessing and the abundance of heaven, because I'm a child of God. When I stand on those words and on those truths and I partner with them, I destroy the work of the enemy by just allowing the authority of Christ to come into the situation. And I wish I could talk more on that, but I'm not going to go there today. Let not, let's not give an enemy the opportunity or authority to work his evil in our lives. Take every thought captive and bring it into alignment with his word. In the garden, we were given authority to rule and reign and subdue sickness, sin, poverty, hatred, evil. This church has been called to crush Satan. 
under our feet. And today I want to say we can decide to stop cycles in our own lives and we, can stop to, and we can decide to stop cycles in the city. And we can stand and say, Jesus, you died upon the cross. You went and got power and authority back for us. And you've given it to us to exercise in this city and in this community. And we're going to stand up and say no more to poverty, no more to crime, no more to homelessness, no more to an economical downturn. And we're going to stand up as the church and we are going to make a difference practically and we are going to shift things spiritually, and we are going to go in and destroy the works of the enemy through the gifts and the power of the Holy Spirit within us. And we fight the enemy on every front. I'm not sure how many of you are on Facebook. Is Facebook quite big in America? I'd imagine it's coming from here. Just a little bit. <laughs> and there's this wonderful picture that, you know, these memes that they put on Facebook... And there's this picture of this lady getting out of bed. And she puts her feet on the ground. And she says, not today, devil. And as this church, every day, we need to stand up and say, not today, devil. Poverty will not rule. Crime will not overcome us. God is restoring. He is reversing the curse. And we need to wake up knowing that we are in a war. This church has been called to fight in that war. We are not fighting the enemy to win. <laughs> we are coming to release what God has already won for us. And I feel today as this message is spoken over you as a church, that it's a message that brings not just, hey, we, we're going to kung fu our way into the kingdom. <laughs> no, we are going to come and we are going to receive what God has given us. We are going to come and stand in the very promises of God. And something is going to shift in our lives for what we can believe for, what we can expect for, because the curse is going to be reversed. God has called you to restore, to rebuild, and to release. Destroy the works of the enemy and release heaven where God has put you. And I have such a sense of purpose and destiny over this church. I prayed this morning, God had not, this is not an accident. This, this church wasn't even birthed in, a, in the heart of a man or a woman. This church was birthed in the heart of God, saying, I want a group of believers that will believe me for what I've done, that will take up that sword, that will be that gate, that will be the bridge that destroys the work of the enemy and releases heaven. And that cycles will be broken. Cycles will be broken. Cycles will be broken. Cycles will be broken over people's lives and over this city's life. And I prophesy that destiny over you. I thank you, Father, that you are going to, Father, that, that the way this, this church loves the city, the way it exercises authority, will even be noticed by those um, in, in, in local government and in, in the local ruling of this, of this city and say, how did you do that? How, how are people's lives being turned around so radically? Come and talk to us. Come and, come and say, come and show us what it is that you've done. Today it stops. Today it stops. Today it stops in Jesus' name. Break the smallness. Break the smallness of everything that we know. 
break smallness of our finance, break smallness of our health, break smallness of the city, break smallness of business, break the smallness over the city that has come to try and squash and destroy everything that God intended the city to be. This is a place of promise. This is a place of promise, and this church has been put in this place to release that promise, to release heaven. And I thank you, Father, for the signs and the wonders and the miracles that are going to flow from this church. I thank you, Father, that we are not just going to operate in the gifts within the four walls of this place, but that there will be a ministry of the gifts and the power and the love of Christ out on the streets, in business places, in coffee shops, in the marketplace, Father, in over, over, um, over meals and in the street. Jesus, we are not victims of anything of the enemy. We are overcomers because the victory has already been won. And I thank you, Father, for the mandate and the mission of this church to destroy the works of the enemy in this city. And I pray that you would give them tools day after day. You would give them strategy day after day. That there would be a church that hears the voice of God and does what he says. Radical obedience in Jesus' name. Radical obedience in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Could you maybe stand where you are? Are we still okay time-wise? Okay. Thank you, Jesus. I've asked them to play a song if you've got, have they got the song ready? The surrounded song? Oh, no, it's fine, yeah. Um, we're going to sing a song, and just out of that, just um, I'm just wanting to pray for us while they get that ready. Um, the, the gentleman standing behind, you've got like a lumber jacket on. Uh, what's your name? Yeah, you that's looking around. Yeah? Michael. Wow. Michael, I just, I see you have an incredible way with people, and uh, I feel like God has has put within you a heart that is going to be able to draw out things in other people. And uh, I feel like God has been doing a work in and through your own life, and there's just something that He's doing um, deeply in, within you. And I feel like your finest hour in your life is about to come. I feel like God is bringing you into a, a, like a spacious place um, in many areas of your life. And I feel like the very thing that's been on your life in the natural is going to almost manifest in the spiritual. I don't know how to explain that. Um, but I feel like you're a man that's solid and stable. And I feel like you're going to come in and you're going to be able to, to bring other people through. Um, I feel like God is going to say to you, would you stand and be counted? Would you stand and make a difference? Would you stand and lead? Would you stand and take other people with you? And uh, I just feel like God is, there's a, there's a, a specific skill set that you carry um, that God is going to use very specifically. I don't know what that is, but I just felt the word skill set. Um, and he says nothing, there's, there's no difference between secular, you know, secular and sacred. We often say, oh, well, it's church or it's the world. And I feel like you're going to carry such a good balance between the two where you're going to be able to, to, to release what God's given you in both the secular and the sacred. Um, and so I've just, there's just an anointing upon you, and I see like an anointing of authority upon you. And I feel like God says, I'm going to increase that, that authority. And um, I feel like God's saying there's going to have to be a stepping up and a stepping out. Um, it's like there's, that there's been a safe place. And he says, are you prepared to risk it? Are you prepared to, 
to step out and step up um, where he's in the promptings that he has upon your life. I'm just, uh, it just feels super vague, but that's uh, just what I'm feeling uh, for you at the moment. And did you, you didn't grow up here? How long? Yeah? In the suburbs, yeah. I just feel like there's something that God is, is changing and shifting um, that is for such a time as this. I keep getting that word, such a time as this, that he has placed you here in this place, in this outside of the suburbs, in this place uh, for you to do. And uh, I feel like you, you're a man that's quite connected. I just keep saying, I, I get the word connections. Um, and he's going to use those connections uh, for his glory and his purpose. And uh, so be on the lookout for those. I feel like there's divine appointments that God's going to give you um, that's just going to lead. It's like leads that are going to lead to something else. They're not just going to be random. It's going to feel random, but they're going to be connections that God has set up for you, if that makes sense. Wonderful. You guys okay? Uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm going to just minister a bit and then you'll go. Is that okay? Okay. Uh, Father, I just thank you. I thank you, Father. As we, I just want to play this song, and I think you guys know it. But I'm trusting that as, as the song plays, that something will rise up on the inside saying, not on my watch, Jesus, not on my watch, not on our watch as a church. And change is coming. And that change is the enemy being destroyed and the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God coming in, heaven being released, love going out, love overcoming, love setting free. The power of God being released. The power of God being released. Gifts in operation. I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Yeah, yeah. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Yeah, fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how, this is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. Yeah, we're standing up, Lord. It look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. The city God is surrounded by you. Like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Every circumstance, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Yeah, yeah. Fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. Yeah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We are standing up today, God. We are standing up, Father. We are engaging in the battle, God. Surrounded and empowered by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. You're lifting us up. 
It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Fight my battles. Yes, Lord. Fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa, this is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. Whoa. It's Jesus. Father, this morning, before we take authority in the city, we want to take authority in our own lives. We want to take authority over the work of the enemy in our own lives. We want to take authority over sin. We want to take authority over poverty. We want to take authority over patterns of destruction. We want to take authority over illness. And Father, where we have partnered with the lies of the enemy over our lives, believing that we are not enough, that you are not enough, that there will never be enough, that we'll never break out of these cycles, that we, things will never change, that this is Detroit, this is the way it is. This was my mother, this was my father, and things will never change. Today, Father, we repent for partnering with the lies of the enemy, the lies of the enemy over our lives and over our destinies and over our children and over our marriages. We repent, Father, for partnering with the lies that have kept us in small places, that have kept us confined and not living in the freedom that God has for us. And today we choose to partner. Today we choose to partner with the Word of God over our lives. We choose to partner with the Word of God over our city, over our future and our destiny, the words of God over this church. And Father, today we release heaven. We release heaven. We release heaven. We release heaven. We release heaven, Father. Today freedom would come in our lives. Today breakthrough would come in our lives. Today breakthrough would come in our lives. As we release, we destroy the works of the enemy by the word of God. We destroy the works of the enemy by the word of God, by partnering with his truth in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. That as a church, we would be that bridge. We would be that gate. We would be that sword. And today we say, devil, you're coming down. The works of the enemy in my life are coming down. The works of the enemy in this city is coming down. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you, yeah, yeah. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Release your presence. I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. We just break partnership with unforgiveness right now. Where we have held grudges, where we have held hatred in our heart where we have held unforgiveness, we release that right now. We release forgiveness. We break partnership with bitterness and anger. Because if we don't break it, we are giving the authority to the devil to create a stronghold in our life. Surround. 
Thank you, Jesus. What's your name? Tamora. I just felt to lay my hands upon you. And Father, I just say that which I have, I give to her. That which I have, I give to her. Father, I thank you for the prophetic anointing upon her life. I thank you, Father, that you have called her to see into the realm of the Spirit. That, Father, you are going to download strategy from heaven for her. You are going to download strategy for people and places and churches and cities, Father. She is going to release your word prophetically. She's going to release the word of the Lord in times and in seasons that are going to bring breakthrough, that are going to bring breakthrough. She carries breakthrough upon her life. She's had a breakthrough personally, and Father, she has authority to break through for other people. There's a breakthrough anointing upon your life. There's a breakthrough anointing upon your life, and God's releasing you to see to see, to see, to see in greater ways, in greater ways, in greater ways, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Just release your spirit, release the spirit, release your anointing over her right now, in Jesus' name. More, 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 more. I believe God's going to release to you prophetic song. And you're going to write songs for seasons and songs for time. And you're going to stand in places and you're going to sing those songs. You're going to declare those songs. And things are going to move and things are going to shift and things are going to change. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You carry authority. You carry authority. God says it's been hard. It's been difficult. But you're a fighter. And you've, you've, you've kept the fight. You've kept the faith. And you've made choices that have not always been comfortable. But God says, I'm, you're in a season of honor. You're in a season of honor where he's going to honor your decisions. He's going to honor who you are. And he's going to lift you up. He's going to lift you up in Jesus' name. I'm surrounded by you. I look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Just say that. I look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. I may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. You can just look at me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You just speak breakthrough. You speak breakthrough and freedom in Jesus' name. Today, God. Today, God. A line in the sand. A line in the sand. A line in the sand for her in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You think it's too good to be true? Then it's God. He says, you can trust me. He says, you haven't been able to trust many people. 
I just saw daggers in your back, and I feel like there's been many that have let you down. Many that have let you down. He says, I'm safe. You can trust me. You can trust me. And today, today we declare, today we speak, today we prophesy, turn around, Jesus. Today we declare a turnaround in Jesus' name. The work of the enemy is coming to naught today in your life. And today God says, I'm lifting you up. Today he says, I'm lifting you up as I have every day, as I have every day. But he says today, 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 we draw a line in the sand. Just release heaven over her, God. Release heaven. Release heaven. Release heaven. Release heaven. In Jesus' name. Release heaven. Thank you, Father. You're just cutting off. You're cutting off. You're cutting off. You're cutting off. I just see people connected to ropes, connected to you. And I feel like God says it's time to release. It's time to release. It's time to release them in Jesus' name. And I break every negative word. Every negative word. Every negative word that says you couldn't. Every negative word that says you're not enough. Every negative word. And we break the cycle. We break the curse today in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you. You just stand and receive. That's good. Thank you, guys. You guys feel right? gentleman standing here with the glasses on your, uh, what's your name? Andrew, could you maybe come out for me just for a second? We release your presence. I thank you for this man, Lord, that carries a great sensitivity to your spirit. I feel like God says that there's a sensitivity to his spirit and to the presence of God. And you are going to be one that releases. You are going to release the presence. You're going to release the kingdom of God over people's lives. And he says, I'm going to teach and train you along the way. And he says, I'm going to refine that which I've placed inside of you. But he says, you are one that knows and you can sense the presence of God. You're going to be a carrier of his presence. You're going to be a release of the kingdom, a release of heaven over people's lives. Thank you, Father. And I feel like he's got you on a training program. <laughs> it's like he's got you in this training program. And as he, as he takes you, it's like you're going to learn and he's going to teach you along the way. And I just see you growing and growing in stature and favor, growing in stature and favor, growing in stature and favor. Thank you, Father. He says, I pick you first. I pick you first. You are not the last one to be picked for the team. I pick you first in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Just keep receiving. I just felt to release. Just release the presence of God and the Holy Spirit upon you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Eyes to see, ears to hear. Jesus' name, Jesus' name, Jesus' name. I'm not, in, I'm not sure if you're involved with computers or programming or anything like that, but I just, 
I just kept seeing computers and software and things like that. And I just felt like that's such an area um, that, that God's going to influence um, and use you in, um, even in just, just where you are. You know, sometimes you want, God, use me in these big grannies. He says, I'm going to use you where you are. And he says, I'm going to give you, I, don't, I, I really am not an IT buff. So um, there's something of coding and programming or something. And I just feel like him saying he's going to show you some things, almost like pictures of what to do, and you're going to be able to solve problems, RT problems that other guys can't. Does that make sense to you? I don't even know. Uh, okay, cool. And, uh, and I just feel like him saying, you're going to just see my favor even in that, just being able to see and unlock things that other people can't see and unlock. And there's a real uh, a sensitivity to the Spirit of God. And I believe that as you spend time in His presence, He's going to give you more and more insight into what it is in your job area and what it is that you do. Um, and people are going to go, how, do you, how are you doing that? And uh, you're just going to say, well, actually, you know, God showed me. Let me tell you the story. And so, Father, we just pray. It's Andrew. And we just pray for him right now, Father. We thank you. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your anointing. In Jesus' name. Jesus name. Thank you, Father. Just while the thanks, Andrew. While the guys are playing on the guitar, and, um, it's Kirk and Anna. Every time I see you, I keep getting the word Toronto. And uh, I'm not sure if you've ever been in Toronto or heard about Toronto. And but I just um, it's not so much in the sense of a geographical place of going to, but I kept being reminded of the Toronto blessing. And um, there was something of people going somewhere and they received impartation and then they took it and they released it where God put them in. And I feel like you are ones that are going to, to, to be able to take. There's an impartation that you receive and you're going to be able to impart that to other people. And I see you, you moving strongly in the gifts of the Spirit. Um, I see you moving just in releasing healing and wholeness to people. Um, I just see like uh, waves and waves of the gifts. And it's like you're not, uh, they call it a one-horse pony. It's not like you're going to, it's like you're going to release whatever's needed in the moment. Um, and I just see you taking teams. God says, I've not called you just to minister in the four walls of this church, but I've called you to minister out there. And it's been, a, it's been on your heart and you've been praying for breakthrough. And I feel like God says, you're going to keep doing what you're doing and more, but you're going to see a result you haven't seen before. And uh, I just see you releasing the gifts, and I see you taking teams of people into streets and places and the highways and the byways, and you're just going to release heaven. You, I feel like you are, um, like I, I just felt like Nita carried a key around prayer and, and warfare in the church, and I feel like there's a strong key and connection to release of the supernatural through the two of you. I feel like that's your DNA. It's like what you wake up thinking about. It's what you want to do. It's just like that's all you read. It's all you give yourself to, and I just feel like God says you're just gonna you're gonna go there's there's just I just feel like God says there's no boundary there's no place where you go no God this is a bit far it's like God can't take you far enough um, and it's like God wherever you want us to go and I, and I just see you even just standing in the in like streets and stuff I mean I know it's not our way of evangelizing but just releasing heaven where you go and just singing over the city and praying for people and uh, Father I pray for this couple I pray that heaven would come I, pray that heaven would come, heaven would come, that you would release a stronger sense of the anointing upon them, that they would have a greater revelation of what it is that they carry, 
I thank you, Father, that they have been longing for this time for so long, God. They've been saying, come on, God. Come on, God. We want to see this. And God says, I can trust you. I can trust you. My, It's like he's saying, kids, I can trust you. I can let you loose. I can let you loose because I trust you. And I thank you, Father, that they are a generous couple. I thank you, Father, that their generosity knows no bounds. And Father, I thank you that even their home is going to be a place where it's just going to be sometimes like a bit of a train station. You're not sure who's visiting, who's staying, who's being restored, who's being sent out. And I thank you, Father, that you are even going to release a place and a space to them that is going to be able to to set up on a bigger scale of what they just do in their homes. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.